welcome to episode 304 of TechSync, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. We are today in Jason's Batcave, and uh, it is a sunny day in Pasadena, and I'm happy to be back. Haven't been here for a while. I've got a story for you. All right. All right. Um, so I was out with Phil a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the usual thing we do is we go to this Irish bar um, right. down in South Pasadena. So I'll get I'll get an Uber from my house, and I'm in Altonia. It's like 10, 15 minutes away from him, and I'll pick him up, yeah, and then yeah. we'll go down. So I get I I get in the Uber and um, say to the say to the Uber driver the usual, oh, uh, how long you been Uber driving? You know, are you enjoying it? And it's a lady who's driving, and you know we're talking, and it's all going great. Anyway, we we have you know chit chat the whole way down, and we pick up Phil, and Phil gets in, and um, I I say, hey Phil, how you doing? And he goes, all right, Justin, how you doing, mate? And mm-hmm. and she goes. Oh, that's a that's a. I love your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and and Phil's like, oh, oh, I'm from London. You really like it? Is it really nice? And she's like, yeah, it's great. It's great. Whereabouts in London? And he's, he makes something up. Oh, I'm from St John's Wood. And I'm like, what? What do you think of my accent? And she's like, well, it's just an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> so he out Englished you. He out Englished yeah. me. That's funny. But did, did eventually did, did Phil eventually? Um, but he has such a bad on. English accent. Well, there's the actual English accent, and there's the what he Americans think the English accent. Yeah, is, you know. I, I mean, guess I that's. Know. I guess this. Well, I mean, there's that. so many different English accents, right? Yeah. I mean, of he, does his not sound like any of them? Is that what you're saying, or is it? Or what do you think of it? You said his, his does definitely does not sound like any English accent you ever heard. <laughs> it's just it's just it's, the it's, TV English it, accent. It, no, it's not. It's, it's not, not any that. English accent. It sounds like an American doing you know an impression a of an English, English accent. Okay, yeah. that's funny. But yeah. it's just funny that she thought that I was. A, I mean, I must have like. You have yours. You've lost. I must have assimilated. Like, remember Rob Walling? Rob Walling. Rob Walling said that when he came on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Nice little sound effect there. <laughs> me opening a Coke Zero. Um, well, you. I, I think people have said that your English accent has faded, right? Yeah, Rob, Rob did. But I mean, even your English friends, right? Your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, I was, you know, people who've gone over to uh, live in England, all of a sudden they start speaking with an English accent. And to Americans, that sounds really affected. Like, give me a break, you know. And <laughs> I, I, the only ones that I really remember was, of course, Madonna. People always made fun of her because she came back. She kind of had this sort of affected oh, English she had a accent. Lilt. She had something. And then I remember this. Uh, this guy was a goal. He was like on the U.S. national team and he was playing in the English Premier League. And yeah. all of a sudden he sounded sort of English-ish. Yeah. Thought they <laughs> oh, were trying to pull on an accent. Y- y- you know what? I just read, I, I think it was on Quora, they said something, Some. S- I guess the question was something along the lines of how did, how did Americans l- lose their English accent? And I, I th- the answer was, it w- it's not that the Americans lost their English accent, the English it, 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 uh, they they developed an English accent, so it was sort of a way of saying, "Look, we're not like those rednecks." <laughs> really? <laughs> like it was sort of this, you know, affected thing to say, "Like we're different," right? Like you know, as soon as some people, you know, they, we've talked a little bit about this. So it's, like, saying- it's like a hipsterism thing, like, "Oh, we're going to go be different just to show that we're not, you know, we're better." We're, you know. So you're saying that in the 18th century in England, everyone was like. Hello. Well, How are you doing? That, yes. Let's have a hamburger. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sam, I was just talking to Sam. <laughs> that can't be right. Yeah. Well, I look. I don't know. Was so this like, on April Fool's? No. Look, look it up on Cora. I'm not saying it's. Like, I'm not an expert in. You know. Was it posted on April and, Fools? <laughs> but Sandy said that because um, we were talking about it as well, and she said, "Yeah." She said, "In fact, she's like I read that Queen Eli- was it Queen Elizabeth was it the um she's she's one of the queens yeah. she was the uh, the Virgin Queen right Queen Elizabeth, she might have been right, a Virgin right, not sure okay. <laughs> <laughs> well she apparently she her accent she sounded like she was from Long Island no way yeah that's what the, that, that's oh my God could you imagine we need to redo all the period dramas of England <laughs> with American sound accents like, sound like Jersey Shore <laughs> yeah." That just can't be true. That can't be, be true. Great. Oh, and, well, you know what? It, we'll have to go back to those. You know, they've got it, those. It, it's so, it sounds, it sounds so crazy. It probably is true. Like, <laughs> you know, we've got those record. There's these. Rec- in fact, the first recording was by by someone in England. In, in uh, like, I think, um, and they've recovered that recording. We should go and have a listen to that. No, see still if they probably sound too American. late, though. Yeah, still probably too late. Too late. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. We'll do some. We'll do, I'll, I'll read. I'll, I'll do a little research on it. See. <laughs> That's good. It's like, it's, I mean, whether or not it's true, I love it. <laughs> I love great. it. I, just the idea of a whole bunch of Jason Roberts just walking around. Hey, like, I don't like I'm from Long Island. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. All right. So what's uh, what's new with you? It's been. I just looked at it. You know, it's been over two months. Two months. Well, I think I've got an idea how to get the show back on track. Yeah, because I just want to like blame you for this because you're like, oh, we'll just do it whatever we want. All right, no, we won't right. put a schedule. I've it's got just, a good idea yeah. for how to put it back on track, and mm-hmm. that's going to be in answer to your last question, which is, you know, how are you doing? So I'll tell you, I've got a few different topics that yeah. you can pick from. I know you like to uh, interview me first before we do you because you like to like trail out the show with your. I do with your lengthy. I'm just trying to be polite. If I ask discussion. you about you. All right. Well, but whenever I, I ask, am interested, I am interested in hearing because I'm very curious. But whenever I turn around and say, "No, I want to hear about you," then you say, "No, I want to hear about you," like I'm, in a very forcefully. I want to hear about you. I'm just to show you how much more polite I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I've got. Okay, here's some topics you can pick any of these. Okay. Okay. Nugget Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. My new office. My new the office. new business I'm starting with, Georgie. Uh, the nugget show and tell um project which is basically where in the community i'm building a business and i'm telling them um the whole you know what happened to nugget after i reduced it to 1999 swimming with phil swimming with phil (laughs) i want to hear about all these let's just go strength strength training diabetes and modern teacher yeah well those are great so this is gonna be a long show but wait a second we can't just go through all that how about we do one of mine and one of yours or do you prefer to just well let's just i have a couple of ones first of all let's let's hear about the um damn there's so (laughs) many good ones in there you should just email to me okay how about the Swimming with Phil. I knew that you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, so I've got a perfectly good excuse. I mean, reason about this. Uh-huh. So we started swimming. So wait, you were swimming for like a week on our last show or a week or two, right? Well, and we, and we kept on swimming for another week, maybe even a week and a half. And so we did, we did like two and a half weeks. <laughs> then I got, I was at, at work and I had to go to... Um, uh, Florida to do like this week-long trip to Florida. For a work trip. For a work trip. On the way to Florida, I picked up a some kind of sickness and I was so ill during that trip that like they annexed me to my own table and no one would like go near me. And I was mm-hmm. so freaking ill with, I don't know what, flu or something. So then I came home and 
I was just way too ill to swim. So that lasted for about two weeks. And I just couldn't, like my head was full of stuff or whatever. I was just getting over it. I was just about to start swimming again. And then the, one of our kids bought in another illness that I got because my immune was low. Mm. That put me out for another three weeks. Mm. So then I was like, I couldn't swim because I just had a different, a second illness. I was over a month compounded illnesses. Like yeah. when you, it's like when there's people who go, there's old people that go to the hospital and they pick up pneumonia on yeah. top of whatever else they had, and like one of those old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so complications. <laughs> yeah. So then it was like you know it was now like a week from work, like a month and a week from illness. So now it's like a month and two weeks. And during that time, Phil found out that he didn't want to swim anymore because it was like the the ammonia or whatever it was, the chloride or whatever, was the making him chlorine, itch. chlorine, chlorine, yeah. The ammonia. <laughs> yeah. No, there is ammonia because that the reason why I say that is because I read an article as well, uh, yes, which shows like that there's a crap load of ammonia in pools, like you know, mm -hmm. and enough to kind of potentially affect you if you're allergic. Anyway, Phil did decided he didn't want to swim anymore. Yeah, well, he said it was. Yeah, he said it was just making his skin like him a rash and giving him uh, just just every drying out his skin, swimming every day. So then we said, I said, okay, I'm going to come down to your house and to to Phil's house, not my yeah, house. Yeah, to Phil's house and and work out in the morning. The and morning then I workout. truly flaked. That genuinely was a flake. Like I didn't do it. And then I said, I called him up and I said. I'll come next week. Mm. And then I genuinely flaked on that. So there is some actual flaking going on here. But, the, but just, the previous month and a half wasn't flaking. Just being ill. It was being ill and then Phil didn't want to do swimming. So I'm kind of like at this phase of wondering what to do now. And But also I haven't been to strength training as well for that entire time because you can't go to strength training when you're ill. And then, I don't know, because I was out of the habit, I kind of just kept on turning it down um, because I was like you know, working or something like that. So basically I'm about two and a half, well, I'm two months, as we just said at the, sh at the show, I'm yeah. like two months without, well, I guess one month, three weeks without any exercise. So there's that. There, well, there's that. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, I, I've been hearing about this through <laughs> Phil as I go along, you know, he's like, well, he's still sick, still sick, <laughs> still sick. I'm just wrong. like, yeah, I'm like, he's not, <laughs> it's over man i mean i well because i was predicting it was going to last more than three weeks i said you you got the uh, i said it'll go three weeks i said but i said it could go slightly longer because you you've changed the physics by you being part of it and, and justin needs an excuse to get out of the house and he wants to be a little bit social so he'll if it was just him by himself he might last three weeks it but, would have gone longer if it hadn't been for the illness it would have mm -hmm. it would in my opinion it would have gone until phil decided he didn't want to swim anymore that's no. how long it would have gone no I've you can't, you, you can't you say like, that. I've known this show with you for like since two thousand nine, dude. Like, you, you you don't you can't <laughs> the Justin you, pattern. You definitely can't truly qualify. Well, I can't. That. I could prove that it would happen. I'd, yeah. I'd bet money on it every time, and I'd I'd come out. My I'd have positive expectation on that bet every time. Anyway, <laughs> well, look here, here. I you'd have a positive expectation on that with anybody. Anybody changing a habit to doing something that's good for them, but that requires some you know willpower and isn't necessarily you know fun or the first thing they want to do you can bet again you can bet against that them and you'll win most of the time most people will fail most of the time um so that's true you know i mean i just <laughs> you're what you tend to do though is you get you get um this sort of entrepreneurial 
optimism, enthusiasm. You get a madness, but it burns. It burns through in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I see. I mean, some you've gone four or five. Some you've burned out after a week and a half or two weeks. But you'd be like, I remember when, we went, when Phil and I were first talking about. I said actually before Phil moved out here, like sort of Operation Superhero. We we're talking about like the um, hit training, high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm gonna do it every day and we're like i think you can't do it every day like no no i'll do it every day (laughs) (laughs) it's like dude like you're you're physically going to burn out after like three or four days or a week of doing that well but you get you just get your walking desk like i'm not just gonna walk on it for like an hour a day i'm gonna do eight hours a day not only that i'm gonna walk uphill and i'm gonna put those shoes that don't have any (laughs) 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 what are the shoes that you're supposed to what are those like finger shoes what are those things called those slippers the slippers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you couldn't just like you know take like uh you know a couple uh, you know four or five weeks kind of easing into it you just had to go to the nth degree still can't walk to this day yeah i know it's jesus <laughs> do you still have problems from it uh i'm it's it's a lot better but there's still like re, you know like reminiscence like you know oh there's um, still a little feeling in my feet that, remnant of uh, that so yeah. like what what you just like to hurt when you walk up a hill or something, or your no. It's just or? like if I don't wear the insoles, which keep the arches up. You oh, know, so you I'll, screwed up I'll your just feel feet. a little bit of a little bit of like irritation. Yeah, like plantar fasciitis. Yeah, something like that. Damn. Anyway, well, that's like man. As they say it's like some lessons you never. I mean, some mistakes you never stop paying for. Um, that was I, I had that almost last, but I knew that you were going <laughs> to ask it first. <laughs> well, I, here I, as a related note. Um, Phil was telling me you're going to do the 800 calorie challenge again. That, that's your next. I am doing it. Yeah. Are you doing it or are you going yeah. to do it? I'm do, I am doing it. Yeah. How far into it are you? Um, a little over a week. And you're in 800 calories a day. Well, actually, no, I'm not doing, I like, it's so difficult to do 800 calories a day. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me <laughs> that's what he told me about. I was like, give me a break. This, but this, I, think this I'm, I think I'm pulling in at a, a, like around 1200 calories a day like my 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 trends are good like if i can stick to it longer than my usual three weeks i think it's going to be in fact it kind of has to make a difference i'm i'm kind of being medically supervised i mean my okay so your blood okay we're going into diabetes now right sure because because okay. this is ultimately not just a weight loss is it ultimately to reverse your diabetes this is in theory diabetes. like i if i don't stick with this one i am the dumbest person in the world because like i'm on a path to death well, because you keep, because you for years now have refused to take medication because you keep telling right. yourself you're going to beat it through exactly. exercise and diet, which you exactly. don't do. Well, that's the problem, except I have been taking medication. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've been taking metformin. I've been taking, I mean, I've been taking metformin for a year now, but it's no longer having an effect. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I guess because I'm just too fat. You know, I don't know why, but anyway. Well, you're not fat compared to people who have diabetes. I mean, most people have. That is, that is, by the way, a complete myth, like about about what body weight you are and, and well i know it just varies but i mean like it, it varies massively and in fact that's so okay just going back to the reason why i'm doing this this thing mm-hmm. this this new thing right now so the guy who remember i tried it already but i i kind of flaked after a week you remember like a year well, ago well i, I would ago? say flaking because you couldn't keep an 800 calorie diet i mean that's like that's what i think is like near impossible yeah Every time okay. about doing it i'm just well like, so i didn't i didn't stick with it because it felt too hard so anyway the the this a professor in newcastle ha- has this kind of concept and did this study about it and his theory is is that um diabetes comes from fat stored in your liver and in your pancreas right That's and you have from. fatty liver 
I've got fatty liver and I've obviously got fat in my pancreas. So his, he had like 11 people on this study and he, they did this, this super strict diet. And what, what they did was they scanned their pancreas and their liver every day or every month or whatever to see how much fat left. And they noticed that a lot of fat did leave and all these people reversed diabetes. And so that's the reason why I did it. And the same is true though, if you do a long form diet as well. Basically, he's done, an, he's done a second study, this time with 30 people. He did 15 people who were more than eight years diabetic and 15 people who were like four years. And the same result basically, although less of the eight year people were able to reverse. But especially what, what he noticed is, is that you might have someone who has your kind of build, right? They've got diabetes. Someone who's got my build, they've got diabetes. And someone who's like an extra 100 pounds over me and they've got diabetes. If you go on this, this, super fu- this diet, you all lose kind of a similar amount of weight. It flushes, it kind of gets fat out of those hard to get fat out of places, your pancreas and your liver. You say a normal diet won't necessarily do that? No, a normal mm-hmm. diet will do that, but it, like over time... But so, so that, that's one thing he says. He says, it doesn't really matter how you lose the weight. It's, that's the reason why people can reverse diabetes by getting thin, right? Okay, yeah. So some people's body, just so the thing about people's bodies is everybody stores fat in different places, right? That's why yeah. when people gain weight, some people get in their, a lot in their face. Some people have a really fat stomach and their face and yeah. neck don't change. And some people have the really fat butts, and really fat legs, yeah. you know, just change, right? And so and like, likewise, in your organs, some people... If some of the fat gets stored in and around your organs, or other people it doesn't. You know, some people have what they call the visceral fat versus the well. He had a great, fat. a great chart like uh, graph in his in his talk, and he kind of showed the spread of the weight of people, the BMI of people. Yeah, and it showed that like there was people up the high end of the BMI, and there's people on the low end of the BMI, but they all lost over the eight weeks the same amount of weight, mm. and they all kind of went through this this change. So it's almost like you get to this weight that's like, you know, 20 pounds over your tipping point. Like basically there's, everyone, ha- everyone has this, this weight and where, where you will get it diabetes. really affects them, you know? Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, I know people uh, very close to me who are like, a, you know, like a 70 pounds heavier than me, 100 pounds heavier than me. They don't have diabetes. They've got perfect blood sugar. Right. You know? It's just that I happen to be, Sensitive. I, I guess. I guess my weight must be like two ten. You know, that's the yeah, typical point. Two, two, two ten or two five or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, this is my plan. My current plan is to just try and stick as closely as I can to this. I've been doing pretty well for a week, but I usually do pretty well for a week. So I've just got to keep it. I've just got to keep sticking it out, and just keep keep it low, and just get this weight off. Okay. I've well, just so, got to get to two hundred well, and then so see a- what happens. But why 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 not do like something that's a little easier to do? That's like a like a mix of of of, of moderate daily exercise and a, and a and a moderate diet. I mean, why do some, why well, not do something that would well, be well? Because easier? I've tried that. I mean, well, may, maybe, but I'm I am finding this easy. Like this week has been okay. easy. Because you ultimately just don't like to exercise, so you'd rather be no. I do deficient. like to exercise. But I, like, I mean, you, I really enjoyed. Something. You have a hard time getting yourself doing. At least by this way, you have a hard time. It's not like something you look forward to because if you did, you wouldn't always be stopping doing it. I would have continued to swim with Phil every well, why day. Why don't you do it now? Because he doesn't want to go. Well, why? If you really liked it, why does it depend on him? Yeah, I don't work out. That's I mean, a good. I mean, I've been thinking that, but yeah, he I mean, he did get he going with him did give me like a little bit of an you know an extra yeah. edge to just make it done. Yeah. Well, yeah. So here, this is my thing from my external 
you don't like exercise enough to actually exercise. You like the idea of it. You like how you feel after you like it, but you really don't want to do it. So you'd rather be you'd rather be calorie deficient by dieting than actually than doing it through working yeah, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite <laughs> of you. Like I'm I'm basically opposite of you. Like I can do this food thing in a way that you probably can't because no, you, I can't. I, you I get yeah. If I'm if I'm if I'm uh, if I diet trying to get calorie deficient yeah through through dieting I just get hungry and angry and just, just yeah, grumpy no, and distracted and I can't think I've and, kind of worked, I've I've kind of got I mean so far I'm like what one two three four five six eight days into this but like I've it was really painful for the first two two or three days but it's feeling better now I think I can stick with what I've got we'll see like let's let's we'll see well so on a I'll, I'll go ahead and do my version of this. Um, yeah. So I, two, was it nine weeks ago, I started working out, I guess about 10 weeks ago, I started, um, you know, I said, all right, time, time to really turn this thing around. Because you've been like not doing anything because you've well, had no, I, injuries, I work, right? Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I've been, th see, the thing with me is, um, I'm first and foremost an athlete. So for me, exercise has been about competing and playing sports. It hasn't been about just exercising. Yeah. I mean, some people are just they like to exercise. They they do it. They exercise. They're not really athletes. I'm like, you know, I go play basketball, or soccer, and it's a side effect, you know, that it's exercise, right? Um, and that, you know, I burn a lot of calories. So then when you have to get in a situation where it's like, well, I'm not competing, I'm not playing a sport, but I just have to burn calories. Like I don't really enjoy that that much, you know. I don't think most people enjoy it. Some people do, but I don't. Um, and I'd gotten injured. Um, you know, I had a couple of, I had a shoulder injury and my back injury, which has been a while. And then of course that adductor attachment, which is what's gotten, stopped, knocked me off the operation superhero thing. So yeah. the compounding of injuries, I just couldn't, couldn't lift weights, couldn't play basketball, couldn't play soccer. And so it was just kind of, for me, it was just sort of discouraging um, that I had a hard, that I couldn't get myself to push it that hard. And then what happens with me is when I, when I get to that phase, and I'm just like, screw it. I just slowly start putting on weight, right? Like, mm. I, I, it's not like I don't go to the gym, but you know, I go three days a week, three or four days a week, and I kind of half-ass it. And then I'm, but I'm your, not watching my your whole diet. like metabolism because of the way you eat, and it's used to you doing a lot of exercise. Yeah, I mean, I eat a lot of, you know, I, I you know, if I'm not watching my diet, I'll eat a lot. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Am I, I eat a breakfast. I eat a lot. You know, some people like they don't eat breakfast. They have coffee for breakfast. I keep yeah. seeing people who are about 300 pounds who look like you. It's like, that that guy looks just like Jason, but really fat. It's happened like three times. That's weird. <laughs> the fat Jason's walking around. Yeah, fat Jason's. So anyway, I started back, and I started just doing the exact same program I did before. Okay. So, you know, the same. Oh, yeah, kind. the Pollo Loco. But, well, <laughs> yeah. I even have my, my, my sixth graders in my math. I call these girls. They tease me about it because I always come back to lunch with like a Pollo Loco Diet Coke and they're just like, that's so unhealthy. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's working. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just, uh, so eight weeks in, I law, I just did like the body composition test and everything and I lost 11 and a half pounds of fat. Mm -hmm. So wow. not just weight of, of fat. So I went down you know and i which was almost all fat because i think i i was in at 20 206.8 down to 198.4 or something so it was almost all fat mm. um which is great because burning yeah. muscle of course sucks but and what i what i do is i you know i actually my diet i probably eat a fair amount of calories compared to like what you normally eat i eat like around probably 2400 calories 
Um, but I have pretty low sugar, not, not, a, not a draconian low, but I mean, I have like, you know, I try and keep, you know, too much, I, the majority of it out and majority of bread and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just have stuff like, um, you know, eat a lot of vegetables and chicken and, you know, be, but actually Sandy will have a steak for dinner, mm. you know, chili with, or whatever. I mean, we'll have, it's not like I don't eat anything. Um, but I try and keep that stuff at bay. And then Phil and I, we work out probably four or five days a week together. The rest of the time, I do it six days a week and I'll try and burn between 500 and 700 calories on the, <laughs> on the you know, elliptical or the bike or some combination of things. And I'll, I'll try at least every other day, sometimes more and, and make it sort of interval esque. Not always, not, I'm always pushing it to the nth degree, but I'm not just like going to steady state and it's, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not, you know, a lot of times it's just like, you, know, you get your heart rate up to, you know, if I'm half-assing it, my heart rate's up to 140, you know, once every five minutes. And, you know, we'll, we'll sit there and talk and, you know, whatever. And it's pretty easy. Losing about a pound and a half, you know, basically a pound and a half of fat every That's week. That's solid. That's really good. So now I'm down to, what, 198. We just took a week off for spring break. Um, so I, I wasn't doing anything then, but I'm going to get back on it um, starting tomorrow. The funny thing is, you think that, I can't exercise for long periods of time. I'm not saying you can. I'm saying and you I don't. Can, and I know, <laughs> yeah. And I and I know why you think that because, like, for the whole eight years that we've known each I've other, I've never seen you do. I haven't done that. <laughs> that said, that is because I think the reason is is because, like, when you know, in relationship, like working, like, I I have definitely been able to do that for long periods of my life. But what is different is. I wasn't so invested in entrepreneurialism or I didn't have like a relationship or I didn't have a kid or like, I find like something's got to go. Like, so I can put effort into those things if I really don't have other things to do. But, but, but that's, we all have things to do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Everybody has things to do. Everybody has, you know, work and relationships and obligations and family or kid. Mm -hmm. Everybody has stuff to do. It's just, you have to decide this is what I'm doing and you make it a priority and you do it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, part of it's just habit. You know, you just like because that's when I first put on weight. When I started doing, entre like get, getting into being entrepreneurial stuff. Mm -hmm. Like so, I was. It, I mean, literally, that is because before that, I was. Um, I guess that was when I was like thirty-five or whatever. Before that, I was fine. Yeah. You know. Always, yeah. Always yeah. Like two hundred. Yeah, I mean, you just you have to you know make it a priority. You have to make a goal and priority. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean. For me, for, for me, things are very have to be very uh, goal oriented. If they're not goal goal oriented, then things just start to fall away. So you have a first set a goal, and then you set a schedule, come up with a plan, which includes a schedule to meet that goal. And you yep. have a and you have a you have like a you know short term goals that you're trying to hit every week or whatever. And and that's that's how. I think that's the most successful. Interesting you should well, say that because the goal that I'm following right now is not weight, blood okay. sugar. Okay, yeah. I'm just focused on blood sugar. That's because, fine. Yes. Because my blood sugar with the drugs, it's supposed to be 90. It was up to 325, which is bad. Like, like That's horrible. It's major. It's like, and I've, I kind of, it's been just getting closer and closer to that over the last year. And so what happens is, this high blood sugar in your body, it kind of damages your organs. Yes, yeah, permanent damage. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where I'm just you, trying to get down. You gotta, yeah, focus on the one thing. I mean, the the 
you could focus on weight loss and it would essentially be the same thing. It's highly correlated probably for you, right? It's probably right. like a 90, 95% correlation between your weight and your blood sugar. Well, not really because I could... Or your average uh, blood because sugar. Because I could lose weight by... Because here's the thing. The reason why the blood sugar is so high is because I've just been eating the wrong things for me. Like carbs, basically. Mm. Like I just have to totally stay off them. But mm. at the same time, I can't just do meat. So I just... I just have to accept that it's just vegetables and no carbs is the, basically what I can eat. It's just my what I do have to eat. Well, you can probably eat a little bit of carbs, but you just got to be careful. Yeah, not much, like, right? Whole li- grains like and a little a, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, very little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, did you hear? Oh, oh go on. What did you say? So I wanted just the whole, whole fitness thing. I wanted to say. So, um, my goal is to is to just get myself back so I can start lifting weights and okay. get really in shape. But I can, right now. Um, part of the reason I, 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 like I said, I haven't been in shape. I haven't been, the reason I put on weight is because I haven't been working out. The reason I can't work on is because I can't lift weights and I can't play sports. Yeah. So it's just been too depressing to just get to, you know, it's hard to get me motivated when I can't do, only thing I can do is elliptical or whatever. Yeah. So I went and got an MRI on my shoulder and on my back. Mm. And it turns out that I have a five millimeter tear in my L4, L5 disc. So it's the fibrous annulus, I think it was called. It's the outer part of the disc hmm. which which uh, happened when i was when i tried to deadlift a lot of weight remember i told you mm, about that yeah and <clears throat> talk about mistakes you never stop paying for it was just like 10 seconds of stupidity of you know i was like i'd never deadlifted it before and you'd never deadlifted before yeah deadlift which is an exercise where you just lift weight straight off the ground you know yeah. and you really need to be very careful about your form because you can hurt yourself you hurt your back which is what i did and you know, I just kept putting on more and more weight and it was like 335 pounds and people are starting to, you know, stand around and watch. They're like, well, it's a lot of weight, you know, and my ego got into it and I was like, oh, I can get this. And so I was just like yanked it off the ground, but I rounded my back, which put too much pressure on my disc and tore it. And so... Is that irreversible? No. So I went, so I got the MRI. I went into, they have, there's a um, orthopedic um, surgery center down the street, which are, um, orthopedic center, not surgery center, but, and they have all these guys are like, you know, they're the, they're the orthopedic surgeons for all the, like the professional college sport time, sports teams. And they lecture at USC and all this kind of stuff. So they're all, you know, top notch, um, people. And, um, so he's like, yeah, he's like, listen, you know, this, this, this all the time. I was like, he's like, in fact, the goalie for the Rangers just came in here same thing and um he's like you're not you don't need to do surgery he's like what we need to do though is we give you a cortisone shot to get the inflammation inflammation down and then we're gonna i'll put you on this very very specific and very difficult rehab program but if you follow it you know you can go up to level five which means that you could be back to return to professional level competition which <coughs> excuse me um he's like you don't need to do that level four you could you know, you can go and compete in whatever, pretty much whatever level you want. So going trying to get to level five is just sort of a waste of time. He's like, but you know, it's difficult, you know, um, it's not easy, but you can definitely do it. And um, he's like, and I said, well, how often do I have to get cortisone shots? He's like, well, you know, I've had people come in and another one about every six months to a year. And some people who come back 10 years later and never needed it again. And they're off playing what's, sports. What's the program? What kind of stuff? Oh, I don't, you know, I don't know. They, whatever it's, Probably some combination of oh you haven't started strengthening it yet. so and I said well my back is really strong he's like yeah yeah I know he's like all the professional athletes that come in here look oh I can squat six hundred pounds he's like it has nothing to do with that he's like it's the little stable uh, muscles that sort of around the spine that they're stabilizing muscles it's not mm. how much you can squat and deadlift he's like you could be as strong as 
you can be an NFL lineman and it doesn't matter. Um, so I have, in fact, I gotta look, I think I might have the, the, so I have to go the cortisone shot, but he said, you know, I, I, he said, what what have you done with rehab? And I said, well, I've done all this rehab doesn't work. He's like, yeah, he's like, normally with this, the rehab by itself isn't enough. And he's like, you have to get the cortisone shot to get the inflammation down. Mm. And then once inflammation is down and that, that makes sense. Then you follow it with a rehab protocol and see, and before this, I had been going to a guy who's like a rehab. He's a... That's the guy you sent me to. A uh, different guy. So I had gone to Chris, and Chris really couldn't do anything. Chris was a physical therapist slash chiropractor. does a lot of soft tissue work. And, you know, he didn't really... He's like, oh, I'll do this and do that. And none of that stuff really made a difference. And I went back to another guy who I'd worked... Who was kind of similar. And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, because I told him my shoulder, too. You know, my shoulder's been hurting since, like, April. And... He's like, yeah, yeah, you just can't do any lift over your head and you can't do this. And I said, what about throwing football with my son? He's like, yeah, you really can't throw football. You can't, no, over the head. And he's like, just go swimming, do like breaststroke three three weeks, three days a week and you'll be good. But yeah, you just can't do these other things. And I'm just like, that's bullshit, man. Like, I don't like your 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 prescription. So what you're saying is now I have to go do exercises that I don't want to do and I can't go compete or do things that I want to do. And and I said, what about surgery? He's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to get surgery, this and that. And he was telling me, oh, guys come in and get surgery and it doesn't work. And I was just like... What did they say about your shoulder? They found this thing in your back, but did they give you anything about your shoulder? Yeah, okay. So, so the, the shoulder, I have what's called a type 3 acromium, which is basically like a, um, it's like a bone spur. It sometimes just grows. Sometimes as you get, you know, it's just, it's just congenital. It just kind of, it kind of has uh, a hook. Kind of, so the chromium is like the shoulder. It's part of the bone that's just on the top of your shoulder. So the mm. bottom part of mine is kind of, I think of it as kind of a hook, and it's kind of impinging the nerve. Mm. And um, so it's not something I did to it. It's, it's not, so there's, no, there's no structural it? problems. Yeah, but they just have to, just to shave it off. You're going to get yeah. that done? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I'd gone and see this, the physical therapist guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, we just do this rehab, and, you know, but you just, you just can't do these things. Just imagining this little alien hook growing inside. Yeah, of you. yeah. But and so but, science, but thing is, but thing science is, wins. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is like, I was like, you know, I'm I'm always willing to give rehab a try. You know, do these stretches, do this strengthening. You know, it'll it'll take care of itself. I mean, you you always try the conservative approach first. You don't want to do surgery if you don't have to do surgery. But I I his sort of diagnosis and his sort of prescription for me, I just thought was bullshit. I'm like, dude, I'm not 75. You know, I want to go play basketball. I want to throw football with my son. I want to lift weights. I don't want to just do this bullshit you're talking about. And so I was like, screw it. And because he, he had already, he had gotten the, he had sent me to this MRI center to get the MRI. So he was reading the MRIs. And so I had those and I just went to uh, the, cert, the uh, orthopedic center and, and the, um, the back guy's like, yeah, you don't need surgery, but here's, but you do need a cortisone shot and then you just rehab to do it. And then you can get back to doing squats and playing basketball and soccer. And I'm like, thank God. And, and then, but then I went and talked to the, um, the, the shoulder guy. Yeah. He's a separate doctor who actually, actually I saw, I, did I was, you already have an MRI for that too? Yeah. Well, I, I did chronolo- I did the MRI for both of them. Yeah. And so I talked to him and he's like, you know, he's like, there, there's a lot of people walking around with type three or chromium who don't have any problem. He's like, I don't treat MRIs. I treat patients. He's like, yeah. So, you don't, I was like, look in the MRI, you don't have any structural problems. There's no scar tissue buildup. There's no, he's like, sometimes, you know, a lot of I, guys in your situation, I give them a, uh, I'll give them a cortisone shot and you'll be fine. You, that, that'll be it. And you'll, you'll be, 
you know, because it's like sometimes you get inflammation, you know, in a shoulder like this, in like yours, and it just, because you use your shoulder so much, it just never goes away and you just can't. Doesn't matter how much stretching and rehab exercise, you just, he's like, and so I was like, right. So he gave me a cortisone shot and then it felt like, got about like 60% better, 70% better. And then a week later, it was kind of like back to scratch. And so I went back to Sam and he's like, he's like, well, yeah. He's like, okay, so he's like, we could give you one more. Sometimes a second will work. It's not really super probable, but it's, and he's like, but, or we could just go ahead and, He's like, we can try the rehab stuff. I was like, no, no, no. I've been rehabbing for months. Like, I just want to get this done. He's like, okay, well, we'll do the, we can get in. He's like, as far as surgery goes, it's like the smallest surgery you can have is. How long are you out? Like, um, three to six months after the surgery. Yeah. I mean that I can't lift weights or do something. Yeah. But but, so anyway, so he said, so he gave me one more cortisone shot and I said, well, let me just, I'll just take one more. And he's like, yeah, he's like, if I was you, I'd probably, I'd probably do it as well. I'd give it a shot. He's like, and, um, and I said, well, what about, I said, oh, you know, cause every time you talk about cortisone shots, people are like, oh, don't get cortisone shot. It's bad for you and stuff. And he's like, look, when they first started describing these back, I was in the sixties or seventies or whatever that, um, guys were doing it like three times a week <laughs> for months, you know, these like professional baseball players or whatever. And they noticed that there was some tissue degradation. He's like, but you can overdose on water. You can overdose on salt. You can overdose. He's like, yeah, you don't. You can overdose on aspirin. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, having getting one of these done once every six months or one every month or two is not going to do anything. Yeah. And he's like, but it's funny. You go talk to like physical therapists and, and stuff, and they was like, oh, you know this, but they don't know what they're talking about. You know, they're just yeah, they're, they're just they're repeating. Not truly doctors. They're not, yeah. they're not. Yeah. not even close. And they they just you know it's kind of what they call in the gym bro science. You know, and because um, it was funny. Like I, I know a couple of trainers at the gym that Phil and I go to and, and then one of them asked me how things were going or what's going on. I was like, oh yeah, I got Corazon shot. And they immediately fucked their nose. They're like, oh, Corazon, I can't do that. You shouldn't do that. And I'm just like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But yet you're, you have this bias that you think you know what you're talking about. Bias, yeah. You know? Um, and it's like, I'll take the, <laughs> take the, the guy who treats professional athletes and lectures at USC and, you know, is the, you know, over the, the trainers, you know, and the. I don't know. It's just it's kind of dumb. So anyway, so next week, I believe it's next week. I have to check my calendar. I get to go in and get the cortisone shot. And then I start the rehab for my back. And that, hopefully that'll be like a six week, eight, six to eight weeks. And I should, you know, be back and really be able to start awesome. playing sports again. Now my shoulder, <clears throat> I, I've decided I'm going to wait and probably do that during the summer. So the thing is like, you can't lift your arm for like a, you know, for a few weeks, it's hard to, and so I'm writing on yeah, the board. Yeah, it is, yeah. So I figured the summer would be the good time to do that. Did you see um, the article uh, about the study of reversing aging? The yeah, guy well, my buddy Mitchell sends me all that stuff. He's like a hawk on that that's, stuff. That's it's really promising, of, that one. Yeah, there was, was it about the one that has like the seven different factors that go no, into this aging is the factors? No, this was the one, like the mouse experiment where, mm. They, he built a protocol that basically it 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 changes the balance of inside you know the you know the cells they come to a point where they don't they yeah. can't repeat anymore they can't kind of re- yeah so they just gets rid of the dead cells right they, they gets rid of the dead cells in the body and basically these mice that were like geriatric mice with gray mm-hmm. hair basically their their hair came back full you know their organs were working better they were able to run like two or three times longer on the treadmill there was actually another one too that was even more interesting than that i have to send it send it to you um but my my buddy mitch from who's my you know best friend growing up back in atlanta and he yeah. uh 
he was the one I was always telling it. We 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 were like in high school, like seventeen or eighteen, and we saw that thing on the um, cryogenics. We're like, we're totally doing that. <laughs> oh, you know? and so and ever since then, like he's always been on the whole anti aging. You know, he's like, I Dude, think if we we're getting just, close to he, some. Yeah, yeah. He's like if we can just twenty hold on yeah. long enough to where they keep extending your yeah. life long yeah. enough, because then then he's like, which is the argument that um, Kurzweil makes. He's like, yeah. you don't have to because if if you make it to say 60 and by the time you know let's say for yeah. us that's 15 years or so now then by that time they keep extending life long enough and then they can reverse I, re- it I really feel i do think that like if you could just be alive another 10 20 years you're gonna there's gonna be some some stuff that keeps you maybe you know the yeah, average age so. is gonna be like a 200 kind of thing yeah, yeah i mean i hope it's more like i hope it's more like 15 to 20 than 30 to 50 or something yeah but, yeah. but i mean i i ultimately think the body is is uh, um it's an it's a machine. It's an engineering problem, yeah. and it's a vastly complex machine. And we may not understand it fully for hundreds of years, but if we can understand it well enough to hack it, you know, it's kind of like hacking a script. Like you can get in hack scripts to do stuff. You know, back in the days yeah. when people would like, download all these Perl scripts and didn't yeah. fully understand it, but they go in and tweak it and customize it a little bit enough to get to, to do what you want. And I think that's the point. You can, you know, we may be three hundred years off from truly truly understanding every aspect of the human body and brain and everything but we may be like you said 15 to 20 years off the point where we can tweak the uh these things a a decent amount more time well here's for uh here's for hoping man i I hope that's the case yeah Uh, but then again you know there's always the hail mary there's the cryogenics like i'm just (laughs) freeze me for 50 years until they until they get it um so what's uh let's let's switch up yeah so um um let's talk about nugget clone wars because i i have to uh i have to blame you for uh, like a, a shit ton of bad vibes that i got from hacker news okay you're gonna blame me well you 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 partially there's a little you you hold a little bit of responsibility okay so, so let me tell you what happened so um well you know what happened but let me just so go ahead here we go recite the story. so someone who i'm not going to say their name uh because that's what got me into trouble in the first place uh basically cloned plugio mm-hmm. sorry Plug-ier. Plug-ier. Nugget. nugget yeah so basically they they cloned the set they cloned it they got their ideas from mechanical turk in the same way they created a mailing list and i you know said i basically sent an email to you and phil and said you know this this thing like that and also they launched it on hacker news so they're going for the exact same audience so mm-hmm. basically they're, they're they're drinking at my trough you know what i mean mm-hmm. So I sent an email to you and Phil and I was like, should I be should I be mad about this? I think I'm like this this is like an exact clone, like it's mm-hmm. an exact copy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like channeled my inner Jason. I was thinking, what would Jason do? How would Jason feel? I think I'm gonna feel the way that Jason would feel if this happened to him. <laughs> so then <laughs> so and you you kind of you kind of vindicated me. Like you 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 know, straight away you, as soon as you saw just how much of a copy it was, you know, that's pretty lame, you said. Yeah, that's pretty lame. So I'm like, yeah, I'm right to be pissed off. I think I'm pissed off. You know, I am. I, I feel that way. So then I thought, you know, maybe I'll do a little blog post about this. So I've I like sent, you know, sent a message to you and Phil. I think I'm going to do a blog post about this. And you're like, you know, yeah, you should. You should do a blog post. But like, let me see it first. Let me read it first. So I do. I do my post and I sent it. I, I kind of sent the whole thing to you and Phil. And um, you know, you said. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like sour grapes. I mean, I th- I think that's good. I think I think you've done it well. I'll do a few edits, you know, like send it to me and I'll do a few edits and I'll send them back to you. So I'm like, 
okay, cool. Yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be plain sailing. I like it. It's going to get some traffic, some extra sign-ups for Nugget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I post this thing, like feeling really good about it. <laughs> yeah. And like people came down on me so hard on Hacker News. Like it's the worst I've ever experienced. Like they were like, this is so sour grapes. You're so bitter. What kind of fool are you? Like all this kind of stuff. And so I just had like, half a day of these like crazy attacks to the point where someone says, you know, you know, you have no morals and no ethics, you know, like releasing customer data. Cause it was all about customer data. Cause I basically called the guy out. Right? Well, that was part of it. I read that. That was part of their complaint. The part yeah. of their complaint was that like, you, which we didn't notice. I mean, Phil never mentioned it. You never mentioned well, it. Well, when you sent me the article, it was did, in a, it was in an email. Yeah, but it still had the pictures. No, the it was all it was all kind of um, crunched down, so you couldn't oh, see it. So I didn't realize. I thought things were obfuscated because I couldn't see it. Because in the email, in Gmail, it was sort of like reduced it, in size, so you couldn't really see anything about it. It didn't release any data that wasn't already public. Yeah, I think I think uh, people are just like I mean, people are are being said, a little self. They're being a little self righteous at that point. It wasn't like you were releasing his, you know personal photos it and was his just home his address. Domain and name. It, it was, was his just domain, domain name, nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I, but but when people are going to get self-righteous and they're going to just jump on anything, how small yeah. it is. I mean, I think I think that was a mistake, but a, not a major mistake. Right, but it was, it it turned out to be a major mistake. So, you know, when, when, when like, like what really, what really upset me about the whole experience was someone saying, you know, you have no ethics, you have no morals. Wait a second. Someone who has no ethics and morals, that's someone who murders people. I mean, that's someone who's really a bad mm. person. That's when I sent a message to like Hacker News moderators. I'm like, this, this is not reflect like I don't want this to be on the internet that this guy said this. And the Hacker News moderators are like, yeah, that's that's over the line. That's over the line. And they basically did something to the post where it like orphaned the post out. They have some way of yeah, like pulling it out of the system. Right. Um and I just, I just, I guess, walked everything back. Like I, I know you, know, you changed the title of the post like four times. I changed throughout the title the day. of the blog post. I walked everything back. It was like Jesus. It was such a debacle. It was crazy. It was, but and it took about like a, you know, just like a an overwhelming feeling of like being kicked in the gut. Like, and by the way, I don't truly blame you. Don't worry about it. That's that's just that's it's not. Well, I, I, um... but I was surprised because someone left a comment on Hacker News. Yeah, this is the reason why you should send these articles to your good friends to read through. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I di I didn't say I did, you know. Yeah, you I, did. You said right, you I said, said I said it to my my call my smartest friends. I said yeah. I don't know if you were including me in that. I said, but <laughs> yeah, in my story they said it was okay, which <laughs> is not what I said. What did so you say? So let's let's let's. Oh, you. I knew you were gonna bring this up. Yeah. So I went and got the email. <clears throat> You said it doesn't really sound like sour grapes. Here's what it said. You said you think it sounds, it's fair. Okay. Here's the, okay. So I'm not going to go through everything that you said. Yeah. Um, you said he joined Nugget, one player released this ripoff, da da da. And I said, this is on a group thing. And I said, I'm afraid there's really nothing legal you can do about it. But I suppose you could write a blog post about it entitled something like, yes, people really do start, steal startup ideas. Okay, so I said yeah. that. I said, it's ironic you create a service that delivers startup ideas, but the only one he takes is yours. <laughs> but can <laughs> I just say, can I just say one funny thing about that? Okay, hold up, hold up, here's a second. I no, said, no, I, I got to say one thing, funny thing okay. about that right now. Anyway, subsequently, I made friends with the guy, brought him into Nugget. He's now a member of Nugget. That was a, that was the quip that he made. 
He said, isn't it ironic? Yeah. That, like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I said, and then I said, how is he gaining traction? What is he doing better than you? You don't want this to turn into another Buffer situation. Right. You know, because Plugio was there before Buffer. Buffer had a better name. They had a simpler, cleaner approach. You know, they just, they just did a better job. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, Phil said some stuff and he says, uh, da, 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 you know, I'm not really going what he said, but he was Well, the only part I'm talking about is your guys' review of the I, Okay, of but the here, let me, let me say it, but here's what's important, okay? I said, Phil may be right. It's quite possible that he had the idea before Nugget, and even if he did, maybe he felt Nugget wasn't going to going about solving the problem in the right way. Either way, it could be dangerous to accuse him of stealing your idea. It would likely just end up making you look silly. It would probably be best to just see if he's doing anything better and adapt. That was Phil, That's right? That's me. Oh, that was you. That right? was me. Well, but until, but well, that, let's, that was until I then sent you, like, showing it side no, by side. No, and then you and go, like, no, it's a direct ripoff, da-da-da, and you go on to the whole thing, you show me how it's... And I said, I said, wow, that's pretty lame. Um, and then, uh, okay, so let me just go on. I said, and here's what I said next. I said, Phil and I were discussing it, and I think that writing a blog post complaining about your competition, whether it's fair or unfair, will generate a fair amount of pushback from the hacker news community. Most of them will likely point out that it's not the idea, it's the execution and business ideas that aren't, it's the execution and business ideas aren't protected. So be careful. But if you're intent on writing something, you should probably run it by us first just as a check. Right. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> okay. And then I said, so um, I, I was just seeing red. I just, I couldn't. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but then I just said, look, I said, you know, if you want to send it to me, I'll edit it. Just because it's like, you're like, dude, I'm going to go out and take a dump in the middle of the street. And I said, well, at least, you know, zip up your fly and tie your shoes if you're <laughs> intent on doing that. You know? I mean, I, I, I said, I said, don't do it. You're going to look silly. You know, it's just what happened. You know? Uh -huh. I mean, my initial reaction was like, yeah, I guess that's it is lame, which I thought, you know? Yeah, he probably did rip you off, which he admitted to. Or he mm -hmm. took the idea from you. He admitted to, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing legal about to do it. And yeah, I was like, maybe you could write a blog post about it. But then I was like, I don't think that's going to be a good idea. It's going to, it's not going to work out like you want. It's going to come well, off as sour grapes. So well, I, you know, I, I told you not to do it, <laughs> not to do it. Right. You just decided once you decided you're going to do it, you were going to do it. Cause Phil was also saying in this thread, don't do it. We were both right. telling you not to do it, but you kind of, you went off but, half but, talk. But then when I did it, you, you did review it and you said, it doesn't come across that sour grapes. You know, it seems fair. Yeah, and why don't you read that message out? Okay, I said, I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, I said. Overall, I like your post, and I think what you say is fair. It doesn't come off, doesn't come off as sour grapes, which is important. However, there are a few required edits, which I'll make when I get home. You know, that's the only one I remember from that discussion. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so that's the bias comes in. You only remember that part where I'm yeah. like, "You're gonna look silly. Don't do it." <laughs> yeah, I just, I just remember you saying, "Yeah, it seems fair. It seems like a good yeah. post." No, that's uh, the only one I remember. But you know, now that you read back the full thread to me, you, you, you have some uh, legs to stand on there. Yeah. But I, um, so anyway, that was a very bad feeling to having that out there and uh, yeah. the kickback. But the surprising kickback was about. The privacy that was like exposing the data which really yeah, wasn't well, really exposing the data i couldn't believe how i mean it was not i mean it it's that's not what i was expecting i i think what happened is people didn't like it for a variety of reasons they didn't like it for the fact that you were 
accusing the guy of stealing your startup and that basically i mean people can compete with other and compete did. i mean that's just that's just how the world works you can open yeah. a Thai restaurant people can open one the next uh, across the street you know right there's coke there's pepsi there's you know whatever i mean you know that's just how the world is that's how competition works so you were effectively but the, but the blog post was like someone stole my startup and why it doesn't matter yeah but it didn't start out that way it started right. supposed to work, someone stole my startup and and this is what i'm gonna do about it then it doesn't matter right. and this is why it's awesome so you've been walk, walking <laughs> back and i was like jeez you know he totally ripped it off it's totally cool i uh, totally ripped it off but no i love it i'm like i don't like you like trying to have your cake and eat it too i was like what are you saying it was the weirdest thing so um yeah i mean people were pissed off about it because of that initially you know, um, like, he, you know, you're going off and accusing this guy of stealing your stuff. You don't have, you can't prove that you, you can't prove something like that. You know, maybe he had the ideas, but in all likelihood he did. And of course he admitted that he got the idea from you. Right. Which is the obvious, right. Um, but even still, it doesn't matter because it's totally allowed. That's totally, you know, that's not dirty pool. That's fair game. That's how, that's how competition in, in the free market works. Um, so people got upset about that. And then when somebody brought up the I, the point of the you know customer data, and then everybody jumped. That was kind of a bandwagon effect. Yeah. You know, they were already upset about your position and accusing him of stealing it. But then they jumped on, even though yeah, it was customer so you, data. You were tracking it as it was as it was happening. As well. I watched you, it, and you, I was just like, oh geez, the way it I couldn't watch it. I was just shaking my head, going, oh what a shit show. This is exactly <laughs> what I was. This is exactly what I thought was going to happen. You know? <laughs> Well, just look, it too hard. you've learned your lesson. All right. I have learned that lesson. <laughs> lesson. When, uh, for one, when Phil and I say I wouldn't do it, they'll do it. <laughs> they'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember or you at guys least, saying that. You, you know, you obviously could do what you want, but at least take a few days and really think about that's what you want to do. Um, I mean. No, but, you know, yeah, yeah. It was, it was an interesting and bad experience. Look, I understand. I mean. You know, you're human and somebody starts competing with you and you have an idea and it's in its infancy and it's starting to gain a little traction and somebody copies it or clones it. I mean, it's frustrating. Right. It's annoying. And anyone who is going to pretend that they're not annoyed is, 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 I think, being false. Most people would be like, damn it, you know. Um, it's just, uh, and it's, 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 I think it's okay to be, to, to feel, be frustrated by something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, you 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 um you have to understand that you know when you go and accuse people of things like that, even if it's even if it's probably true, it's it's dangerous, you know. But at the end, it probably won't matter. It's not gonna, it doesn't matter really. It's just it's just a, a, it was just a bad day for you. Right? Yeah, that ultimately that's what it was. That's um, which, which is by the way what um the hack and use moderator sent back. I, they've obviously got this uh like canned response mm -hmm. and basically it's very empath em, you know em empathic and it's like you know this like obviously what you're going through is a really bad thing but don't worry like in the cycle of news this will end you know in three in a couple of days time this won't even be, mean anything no i'll remember it yeah. and i'll just go down as not and eventually it just turns into a funny story you know is it a yeah. funny story yet yeah, it, it, well, uh, it was funny right there, wasn't it? <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, well, so you and this guy are, are, are buddies now? Yeah. So what, is his service still out there? His service is still out there. We Basically, I decided to just like bring him into Nugget and like talk to him about what he's doing with his service, what he's doing. So actually, he's he's a Nugget member and we've just been brainstorming how we can, how we can make money because he's not really into making money out of that 
concept the same way that I'm going with Nugget. Like he doesn't want to like teach people. He doesn't want to have content to teach people and things like that. So he's looking at, uh, right now he's monetizing through connecting people to the submitter of the idea. Um, but that's that doesn't scale. You know, that, that just doesn't scale or go anywhere. And then he's thinking about doing leads. So basically people have these ideas and he's got this service where he'll, you know, give you, you know, he'll basically search through LinkedIn, find 50 email addresses for you. you so know, did you he, was he mad at all about the post you made or not? No, because I, the reason why he wasn't mad, I, I would say more than anything, he just was, in fact, he basically said, look, I feel, I feel bad. Like, you know, when I see your, when I see your blog and like side by side, it re it really is the same. And I feel bad about that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that he, he had, those feelings which kind of superseded any feelings of being annoyed by what i'd written okay i think so yeah and there's there's been no hint of uh like anger or annoyance on his part and you know we've spoken about it quite extensively i mean like i was just speaking to him yesterday you know well, that's good about how to monetize his leads situation which is funny because like you know as far as hacker news is concerned we're like these like yeah. you know these these warring factions but it's not like that at all okay well that's good yeah yeah i mean that's why it's like you always have to be careful about letting your emotions take over mm. in almost in any situation emotions are usually get you into trouble anger it was definitely if, that situation know. i was seeing red because i can't even remember any of what you read right there the only yeah. thing i can remember is you saying yeah it's okay to post right so obviously i was just seeing red and just not thinking straight yeah yeah you were just kind of going off half cocked and uh I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was... Yeah, no, it's, well, it's, you my, know, it's I mean, my own fault. If you look back and you look at a lot of your biggest mistakes in life, I've done myself, it's, it's usually when you lost your temper. You go yeah. back and you go, when I did it, when did I, when did I do or say something that kind of screwed things up for me? It's, it usually was the result of some kind of insecurity or jealousy or hurt feelings or anger or something like that. Mm -hmm. And... um that's why it's always best to take a pause, not just for a minute, but like sleep on it. I would say sleep on but it. But here's the thing. I was thinking all of these things. I was thinking, like, I was very aware of all of that psychology. Like... And I was thinking, yeah, I should be chilled. I should be relaxed. But I was, you know, kind of talking to Ken Wallace as well. Like, he was a, kind of a big part of the discussion. And I think he felt the same way as I did because... Because um, he helped create. Yeah, helped exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we were maybe kind of bolstering each other a little bit yeah. in that way. Um, it kind of reminds me of, I remember when, uh, I remember what it was, it was a company that built like an open source version, a free version of Basecamp. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where like, you're like, oh, geez, are they going to totally kill their business model? And it just didn't matter. Yeah. It never even mattered. I don't know if it just kind of went away. Maybe it's there. It's called like Active Collab or something and it's just out there. But, you know, I don't know. It does, it does things don't usually seem to make much of a difference. You know, it's supposed to just ignore it. Well, but being, you know, thinking about it like from an adult perspective, at the end of the day, if someone creates a product that's better and that everyone else loves a lot more and that does a lot better, like Plugio versus Buffer, that's the way it's meant to be. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, why, that's why I like said, Buffer, I said yeah. Buffer is meant to be the, uh, just a much better execution. Like it was. Well, you were trying to do a lot of better. things. It was just a yeah, lot this better. Was, this, well, his was a simpler more focused it was just the name matched what it was doing was, you were trying to do a bunch of things you were like the yeah. kitchen everything at right. the kitchen sink right yeah and um and so, so i guess what i'm saying is if this you know this guy copied nugget and then you know 
did this thing that was hugely more successful, it would deserve it in all yeah. honesty. Well, and that's why the thing I said is like, you know, yeah, best you thing did. to do is see what he's doing better yeah. and adapt, you know, yeah. and that's all you can do. Um, and as a matter of fact, because of that experience, Nugget is better. Like, is it? Yeah, definitely. Like I've, I've kind of changed the way the Mechanical Turk works to f- get more information from people. And, you know, I think that the ideas are coming out. And I didn't believe that it was possible to get the submitter, you know, the, sub- the, the submitter's information before. But now I realize it is like, and this guy showed me that, mm. you know? And uh, so it, that's good. So now like, you know, three out of four of the nuggets I post have the submitter's information, which makes the difference, makes a huge difference. Why? Because it's um, it's just good. It's good to be able to post it to the community and then give the contact details of the person and say, you know, you don't have to do any cold outreach. You can just contact this this person. I see. This idea. I get yeah. it. I get it. Well, how are you? Do- how is Nugget doing as a business now? Uh, well, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let's get to Nugget as a business. Um, it's not doing particularly brilliantly. What was the high point? Well, that, so it depends on which way you look at it. So before the price point was 49 bucks and it was pulling in around 4,300 a okay. month. Now, I put the price point down to 1999, but there was just huge churn, like mm-hmm. 15 to 20% per month, which is a big problem. So, you know, there was like a hundred customers. So every month I'd be bringing in like, you know, an extra 20 customers and I'd be losing 20 customers. So it kind of mm-hmm. hit its peak, which is the same thing that happened with Plugio, right? Mm-hmm. But Plugio took like a few years to get there because mm-hmm. Plugio, you know, maxed out at like a 300 customers or whatever. Um, so um, now I've gone down to the 1999. I don't have enough information to know what the churn impact is, but it, the churn does seem to have mainly been from the pre-1999 customers. Okay. So it's still people who have this kind of idea of the high price point in their mind. Um, but I I just haven't been doing big marketing with it, so I haven't got a whole bunch of new people in. What, what did happen was it went from 100 customers to like 140, you know? So because so, I sent out to the same big emailing list and say, hey, you know, it's now like only 20 bucks, so come in. So that brought another 40 people in, and it's stuck at around that now. It's so I've got like 140 customers. So how much you're monthly? How much you making a month now? Uh, it's about 2,400 at this point. So yeah, I took a big hit. With the yeah, price big, drop. Big hit from from the money. Yeah. Mm. But that's the right time to do it, you know. I, and I I could go up again now if I wanted, but I'm not. I, I obviously don't want to. I I still want to see what the churn is like for this 20 buck price point. Okay. And um, I've got. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to get into marketing nugget because because the the show, you know the show and tell inside nugget like doing another project like basically right. one of the things that I'm showing to the community members is how to how to build a business and I okay. I didn't want it to be like I hate the idea of like it being an info product that's the thing that uh-huh. kind of bugs me about nugget is it's not like a plug it's not a tool so one of the things that we preach yeah, so a mistake that a lot of people make is they see an idea and they start building something, mm-hmm. right? So what we've learned through the Nugget experience is that is not the right way to do it, especially if you're trying to do a side project. You don't want to waste your time. You don't want to just build something that goes nowhere. Of course, we've known this for years. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've talked about this for years. Well, validation but, stuff. This is- uh, okay, so the validation <laughs> stuff's new, but it's it's really good. It's really valid. So um, I have been validating stuff through the show and tell, right? Because you remember, I remember you were going to talk about, what was it that you were going to validate? You were, it was like, when we came back from um, one of the microconfs, 
2013 we did, or something. Any, any food. We didn't truly validate it, though. That no, we didn't. But in that food, you're like, great, that's it. For now on, I'm going to be a validation. Yeah. <laughs> Zealot. Anyway, anyway, so, anyway so, so Georgie, so I'm doing the show and tell, and it was, I, I had picked like 20 nuggets that I was going through, and I'd, mm. I'd like said, okay, I'm not doing this one for this reason. I'm not doing this one for this reason. And Georgie basically came to me and said, I, I, I want to like scale my teaching capability of play therapy. Okay. And so we went through that and realized that that really has all the markers of a great business. Mm -hmm. Like the, she has so many unfair advantages. Like we, you, I'm doing okay. Lean Canvas every time. Okay. And there's like so many unfair advantages about Georgie building a, a, a training business. Like she's so connected. She is one of the, you know, one of the few people in the country who can do it. She's already fully accredited to do it. There's mm -hmm. thousands of people who need this training. There's a shortfall of like 46,000 play therapists in America, like all this kind of stuff. So I said to the community, I'm going to show and tell this. Mm -hmm. Well, a whole bunch of people in the community said, no, that's not what Nugget's about. You know, like Nugget's not about you doing a business with your wife, mm -hmm. you know, who's got all these unfair advantages. Like Nugget's about you, you know, eating your own dog food and like picking a Nugget and doing a SaaS business, not doing a, a training website, mm -hmm. an info product. So I was like, okay. But then half the people were like, no, it's fine. It's fine. That'll be good. You know, show and tell that. So then I kind of thought about it. I put up a poll in the, in the community and like half the people said, do not do it. And half the people said, do do it. So I was like, okay, well, look, if half the people are saying don't do it, they must be really, you know, they really don't want me to do it, you know? And it, it, I do, it makes sense to me why. So I said, okay, look, I won't, I'll just do that anyway. I'll do, I'll do my wife's business, but I won't show and tell it. I'll pick another nugget and do that. So then I started validating this nugget, which was um, staff happiness, uh, like, a, like a staff happiness system, you know, basically something like what you were going to do. Empath. Yeah, something like empath, but it wasn't, the, it wasn't phrased the same way, but the title is just, the title of the nugget was staff happiness. So I went and validated it and I started calling up HR people and during that, during the customer interviews for that, I came across something that was really good. Mm -hmm. That was nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. And almost to the point where it was so good that I did not want to show and tell it. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to give away all the details about working. I found this really good, interesting part of the market that is unserviced and there's like a lot of money there. And so the problem is, is that um, like... This isn't just a case of like building something and people copying. This is a case of building something and having like 140 people <laughs> who really are looking for a business to do, mm -hmm. you know, who are ready to go, you know? Right. So I, there was the, like, even though like that's the, it's kind of like, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be not showing and telling this thing. Well, you're, yeah, because you're not following your, the whole principle of Nugget is this building out open but and this showing. This thing is, is not also, it's also not a SaaS. It's a marketplace play, you know, okay. like an Uber type play. Um, but it has good characteristics, which is that I can't, it's not like light. It's not like light where I can't build it or I can't do it. So anyway, so what, and what ended up happening is I'm going to kind of have a look at that. I'm doing very deep validation into that. Okay. I'm working with Brandon, who's basically going to go and speak to like 20 people to validate it for me. Who's Brandon? Brandon's the guy who works works on Nugget with me. He's the guy who started off as a Nugget member and I found out oh, he's, right, right. he's a marketing, you know, he's very good at marketing and okay. all this kind of stuff. So I found a, a Nugget member who's doing the show and tell for his 
project okay. now. So I'm not doing the show and tell anymore because I've got these two projects. Right? So, so now you have three projects. Right. Because I've got Nugget and these other two. But but one of them's just going through validation, so I don't have to do any work on it probably for a few months. Mm-hmm. And it it may go nowhere because, you know, mm-hmm. I I've just got my usual madness about it and I may be wrong. You know, once mm-hmm. we spoke it to 20 customers, it may turn out to be just nothing. Right. It was just one person who had it. Right. You know, um, but I am definitely building the wife's business. Yeah. So that is what I'm doing. And we're basically building, um, I'm building a, just a really beautiful kind of education type website. So it's a cross between like a Netflix and, a, and an education. Now, have you um, validated it? It is very validated. How do you validate it? Because every time Georgie speaks, people say, I want to learn. I, I want, like, do you have, you can, is there anywhere I can learn this? Is there anywhere I can get this from you? Mm-hmm. You know? And so the Play Therapy Association and all the different, there's just, there's no one servicing this need. Okay. It's super difficult to become a, a registered play therapist. People have to do 500 hours and they've got to do 150 hours of training and there's nowhere to get the training in, in a good way. There's, there's like two online places and they're so bad it makes your eyes hurt. Like they're straight from 1995. I see. So, um, you know, and she's just really, really well respected in in her specialty. Okay. So I think it's going to be good. You know, now the you know there there's there's a whole issue of like building a business with your wife, and mm-hmm. like you know deciding on whether we like the design of the page, mm-hmm. and like discussing the fonts for a day. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> there's there's that whole piece, but yeah. you know, apart from that, I think it's quite a good opportunity. So I'm excited about it. Um, so there's that. So anything else with the nugget world? Let me just see. I guess we pretty much covered nugget. Yeah, we kind of have. Uh, that's good. Yes, yes, yes. That's all good. That that covers nugget. Yeah. So we've covered nugget clone wars. We've covered, covered the business I'm starting with Georgie, the nugget show and tell, the nugget churn rate, swimming with Phil. Swimming with Phil. Um, diabetes we covered. We The only one we haven't mentioned is my new office. Oh, what's your new office? So you know the people we live with, mm-hmm. uh, Kerry and Jason. Your so they've brother in law, sister in law. Yeah. So they have decided to open a indoor playground. So they're going to do this up and uh, myself and George are going to take two of the offices and then the rest of the space is going to be for this business. Cool. So I think that's me other than modern teacher, which is just like, just like what? Just going well. <laughs> when are you guys opening up the, uh, when are they opening up this thing, this place? Modern teacher? Oh, no, oh, the, right. the... oh um, well, I think, I think uh, they just need to get an, uh, they've basically been approved the property. They just have to get an LLC registered and uh, then, you know, all right, so um, I think on my list. Oh, one thing I want to talk about is the the guy who emailed you said that Justin is right about the <laughs> virtual reality exercise oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, you were excited about that. I was excited that I was right. You're excited that you're right. <laughs> so, but I was going to say so just to refresh people's memory. They, you, you, I guess it's the last show you brought up. There was some guy who they're talking about some way of there was. 
some they were talking about these virtual reality games, video games that were so good that they're going to be like almost exercise that you'll lose yeah, weight. Yeah, because there was a lot of movement because it's like it's room scale virtual reality. Right, 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 right. And uh, I was skeptical because I'm like, you know, people are you're people are exercise because they're lazy. They're yeah. not, you know, and you're like, no, no, everyone's going to be in really good shape, and you know, I, you know. This is gonna tra- this is gonna be this is gonna change paradigm or people are gonna start getting really in shape because of virtual reality. And there was a story about a guy who lost forty pounds. Yeah. Doing you know, doing this. Right. And you uh and this guy said, Yes, he just Justin is right again, you know, and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm smiling, I'm kidding, you know, because I'm right. And I was like, you know, like one instance doesn't prove anything, right? Okay. I mean, people have lost weight on eating nothing but cheese whiz, you know. It's like just because one guy does it doesn't mean that it's remotely close to making a dent in in, the, in our society's weight problem, right? So there could be two, and there also other variables could be involved. Maybe they, he was just eating cheese whiz. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it's like you could take the craziest, dumbest exercise diet plans in the world and you will find... Someone's going to... Not just some more. You'll probably hundred, if not thousands of people have lost weight on it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it scales or it's a, it's a it, it proves anything, right? I mean, the, the 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 real question was, this changes things at a societal level. Like, this is a major impact. Like, people are going to now get in shape because everybody's going to play these video games to get in shape. And my position is that the reason people don't exercise is because it's hard and people are generally lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to do hard things. And my position is, if you put fun into the equation and they don't really notice they're exercising... It'll help a little bit, but yeah. I, I don't think it won't, it won't move the needle enough. Right. I mean, there will be, yeah, there'll be a few people like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really got in this game. I, you know, I was playing a lot. I lost a few pounds, you know, here and there, you know, but I just don't think it would make anything like a societal difference. But again, one instance <laughs> is not proof. All right. Right. So Justin's not right. You know, we'll no, see. Well, that's, that's, I'm just, I'm, you know, whether you're right or wrong. We need to wait a few you years. You have to wait, you know, let's wait a few years and All see. Right. But that, that right, well, clearly we'll, we'll doesn't put, prove let's anything. Let's bookmark this point. We'll come back to it in, what, five years? What do you Whatever think? Whatever you want. What, what do you think? How much time do you think it needs? Well, I mean, for true empirical evidence, I guess it probably needs a few, a good few years, right? I mean, it needs, it needs to be quite uh, in the, in the populace. I mean, it's barely anyone uses VR anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, even, well, for a start, it needs to be it needs to be wireless. VR is not wireless yet, and that's like a major problem. Like when you like with the HTC Vive, uh, like when you walk around the room, you've got like you know wires coming out of your head. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> even if you say things like, even if it became as big as something like spinning, yeah, you know, there's just tens of thousands, hundred thousand people spinning. It still doesn't make a dent at a national level in terms of world weight. You know, people do spinning on and off and. You know, well, I'm only classes. talking about people who are doing VR. I'm not talking about. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, even if it became as big as something like spinning, spinning no, but I, spin I, class, I, my it argu- still wouldn't make a dent. But my argument isn't that it's going to make the nation thinner. My argument is that people who use VR will will get thinner. That's the only thing I'm saying. I have to go back. I mean, you thought it was going to change. Like, people were going to start. You know, everyone's going to be thin. People well, are no one's going to be shape. thin if they're not using VR. I mean, like... But that was your, your your point was that it was going to be a big deal. A lot of people are going to be in shape now because everyone's going to be doing VR. If, they, if they use VR. If, if I mean, basically, I'm only talking about the people who use I VR. I don't have to go back to that. So now you're <laughs> I mean, But that would be it. ridiculous. Like, that would be but, insane but, to think that it would make all of America thin if only 100,000 people used it. That would be, like, just so crazy. I know, but your, your Even point Even beyond was my that, own craziness. Yeah, but I, I think your point was that it was going to be really popular and so... 
you know, large percentage of people are going to start doing it. And so therefore, a lot, a lot of people, it will be a national impact because a lot, it will be so much fun. Everybody will be doing because it. Because VR is so, it. okay, well, okay, well then I want like at least five years because like, sure. because VR needs to become so accessible and easy and cheap. Like, you know, the, the cheapness of a PlayStation, like 300, 400 bucks. Yeah. Like, and that's going to take a few years in its own right, you know, just to get to that level of VR. So I need at least five years for my prophecy. Have, you can have as many true. years as you want, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I guess there's a lot of super fun sports that that people can play, but people still don't do it because it's hard, right? You can go play ultimate frisbee, you can go swimming, you can go rock climbing, you can go play soccer, you can go. But people, maybe there's people nowhere to play ultimate frisbee. Right, people, where you well, are. there's always somewhere to do something, but people don't because it's it's hard, and people are, you know, they're you know ultimately lazy. All right. We all are. We all fight against our own laziness. But wow, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of ski boots in this office. Yeah, we went. Um, it was spring break was last week, so we just went to uh, Mammoth. Nice. Which is where is Mammoth? Mammoth is uh, about five hours north of here. Mm. Um, so it actually turned out to be awesome. I mean, Mammoth is like with these massive ski resorts. It's like a Vale or Aspen or something like that, mm -hmm. and. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, Andy found this great. Um, it was just like the Westerner, but it was a really nice hotel. And it was right at the right next door was the gondola, so you could just walk in with your snowboarder skis, mm. jump on, because they're coming on every thirty seconds. Oh, you could just like and go straight gondola, from the hotel, and the gondola would just take you over. And it was like oh, a wow. you know four or five minute ride, and then it would let you off right at the, the ski slope. So you were like a hundred feet away from the uh, you know the um, lift. That is so. Cool. So you know we had we had bought our tickets ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Or you know, I guess yeah, we bought them at time. So literally, we just boom, boom within. Could you ski before? I snowboard. Oh, have you been snowboarding before? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So Colby and I actually been. Um, we got we maybe a half dozen times or something. We would get up at like six in the morning and then head off to Mountain High, which is oh. an hour and a half away. Okay. Uh, which is you know, quite an hour and a half. We would get there about. We is would, that closer than six, Big Bear? Oh yeah, Big Bear is like three hours. Okay, right. So we could be there pretty much right around the open at 8 30 hmm. um so we would kind of have the car packed we had all our gear out so it was just like you know quick bite to eat shower get your gear on and we would hit the and we would hit it and um so but he, he so it was funny because at the beginning of the summer um the i'm sorry the winter the beginning of the season he could not he couldn't do anything more than green on a snowboard mm -hmm. and so when we went to utah Back in January, I was kind of like having to wait for him all the time. And, you know, it's, it's not really fun when you're skiing or snowboarding with your kids and they just can't. They're either in ski school or they're going on green <laughs> and it's just like they're going at two miles an hour and falling yeah. down. You're just kind of standing around going, oh, God, this will be fun someday, but it sure is not fun <laughs> right now, you know, which is what would happen. We've been doing it for years. And finally, he started to get to the point where he could kind of do blues. And then we started going to, to uh, like I said, up to Mountain High regularly because he's like, God, I want to get good. I don't want to just go like once a year. Like I'm, I'm like, all right, well, let's start doing this. And now he is at least as good as me. <laughs> he may be better. Just like gaming. Just, just like gaming. Just the, well, he's a lot better than me gaming. But he, um, you know, so we were, you know, we were, because we got a point where we could do blacks, which on a snowboard is really hard. Snowboard is like, you have to be a whole level better on a snowboard than you're with skis because you don't have as much yeah you control. can't lift your feet up it's so much harder i yeah. mean in skiing if you're an athletic person and you're not fearful and you want to try something a few days you're doing stuff i remember I, when i was in college three two buddies of mine we went out to Vail for a week and i only skied like a couple times as a kid but within the second day we were just jumping stuff and going down blacks yeah. and but 
snowboard it took way longer yeah you know you were just busting your butt you know yeah um you know i would try personally i mean i i could ski but snowboarding i just wasn't into well so colby got so he started getting better and better you know in mount high and uh to the point where we were pretty much at the same level we were going down these black you know really steep mogul things (laughs) and we're just like you know and um and uh, i was getting better but he was getting better at a much faster clip yeah and we just went we went to mammoth we went up to we 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 hit our we kind of went our hit our limit we went to the top of the mountain which chair 22 took us up and the only way down was like black but it was like off trail black it was like the snow was super thick and then underneath was ice so you would you'd be going down this incline and you're just like you just hear your snowboard going you know into so you, it so the snow doesn't even have any grip it's just no, like and you, you just can bust your ass i mean i hit yeah. one time so hard the whole body was just like oh like i was in a car accident i was just on there going oh god because <laughs> he got so much sciatica in um but then we said the next day, we're like, all right, we're going to go to the side of the mountain. It was one of these things that like, it would take you weeks to go all the trails. I mean, all the different runs. It was just so, so big. But we wanted to go. There was one called the Panorama Gondola, which would took you to the mount, top of the mountain, which is over 11,000 feet or something. And we get up there. And, and uh, yeah, it was a point where it was like, you know, it's just like the, the wind is gusting and it's just, you know, you're just <laughs> white out. And you're just like, you know, it's hardly went up there. And you're like, Maybe this was a mistake, <laughs> but uh, it was a blast. But the last day, um, Colby, I mean, Sandy and the girls, they, they did had enough after three days. The fourth day, Colby and I went, just went, and we spent almost the entire time on the uh, the uh, freestyle course, mm. which is the jumps and the half pipes and stuff. <laughs> and I had never done any of that. Colby would always try and jump little things when we, we you know, yeah. moguls and stuff, but um these are actually real jumps. You know, we'd go down like 10 feet and you'd go up this thing and you would like literally get airborne. And um, we were, he was being more aggressive than I was. It was like three jumps in a row. You go, woof, and you, you get, you know, a few feet of air, a couple feet of air at least and hit it and you start going down and you catch a lot of speed to go up to the next jump and you're really flying. And I would skip the second jump and go up the third. <laughs> he's like, dad, why are you skipping the second jump? It's like, well, because I only kill myself. I, he's like, well, why are you, you know, he's like, why are you like, he, 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 I don't know how he phrased it. He did say I was afraid or why are you hesitant or something. And I said, well, I said, the thing is, Colby, like, as you become an adult, first of all, you weigh more. So when you hit, you hit really hard. And I just have in my brain, I've had a lot of injuries. Yeah. So I think back, I'm like, <laughs> oh, geez, that's six months out for rehab and surgery. Like, I, I've had my ACLs torn, you know, I've, and so you haven't had any major injuries. So you're not, you don't have that in your head. You're just thinking, oh, this would be super fun if I catch air, you know, and, but then I kind of started thinking, I was like, you know, I'm going to, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go. Oh, you ego so, got the better of you. Well, you know, I was just like, uh, and, but I've also in my head going, oh, geez, this is, this is going to be a mistake, you know. So Colby, right before me, he hits it and he hits the second jump, but he kind of goes sideways a little bit, like just a little bit. And then he kind of, his, his board goes up and he goes horizontal and lands kind of on his back and butt. And I was Oof. like, oh, geez. And he was okay. And but the same thing happened to me. And I guess I had a little more speed and I went up. And I landed so hard on my tailbone. Like, I'm still, like, in pain. Oh it's, like, God. two days later, and I'm just, like, oh, it's, like, did I break something? And was this the ice as well? Yeah, well, this was really packed. Um, it wasn't ice, but it was really hard-packed snow. I mean, it was it was painful wow. landing. So, okay. I, I definitely paid. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> paid hard on that one. But uh, that was super fun. But now it's great because he's as good as I am or better. 
So now I'm not waiting on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll be waiting on you now, right? Pretty much. Well, you know, I let him go first because I, if he wants, to, if he goes down, I want to be able to come to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I let him go first. And I mean, sometimes if we're like on blues, I'll stay right close to him. But if it's on black, I let him go like 50 yards or 30 or 50 mm-hmm. yards ahead of me so I can keep an eye on him. What age did he start? Did you? Oh, we started when he was young. He was skiing for the first couple of years. Like he was like four? five or oh, five or six, and yeah. or seven and six and seven. And then the last three years, he's been snowboarding, but he never got that good because we'd only go like once a year, twice a year. Okay. But now, but then Sandy had just found. Um, I don't want to say too long because he's in the room, but she found a freestyle camp up in Oregon where they spend a whole week, like eight days, and it's just oh wow. It's in the summer, but they have enough snow up there that. All they do is teach you how to do jumps. So that might be a little gift for him that he doesn't know about yet. I don't know. Well, I, I told Sandy, You're thinking I'm, like, about it. I'm like, well, when do I go to What about me? And she's like, oh, well, they have an adult camp that goes says red simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I said probably get injured on the second day or something. That's hilarious. That would be fun. So, yeah, that's why in my, our whole, the bat cave is just full of say, boots yeah. and boards and skis. Yeah, I love it. But I'd Now, say, these pink ones, um, these are, pink boots here, are they yours? Not mine. Not oh, so okay. Much. But I think Matt Mammoth is going to be like our new, our new thing. I think we're going to go at least once a year. Nice. But they have so much snow. They have more snow than any resort in the nation right now. I love that it's it's so big. So it has so many different. Oh, that's, it's like Val d'Isère in in Europe is that. You know, yeah, that's the big one. It's it's just yeah, it's just enormous. I mean we, I mean Colby and I went because you, you know you have to go over, you go up one left, and you kind of ski to the, ski to the uh, to the left. You go as far left as you can. You hit another lift, and you go over. And we got over. It took us like two hours, and and then I'm just like, all right, well. Let's start working our way back because I don't want to keep going. We're gonna take is, it, is, it like a, is it like a glacier? Like, so with, with the Val d'Isere one, you kind of, you go up a few mountains and then you go, go up and then it's a point that there's no trees. You just go over there and it's all of a sudden like, as far as the eye can see, it's like snow with no trees um, and it's just like no. that level because it's high enough. Is there still trees up there at the top one? Yeah, I can't remember. Right at the top, um, I, I don't think there were any trees up at the very tip yeah, top at 11,000 nice. feet, but we were pretty close up there. That's cool. I mean, we went, like I said, we went down uh, off trail, down through the trees. That's when I had my first major hard landing. Because <laughs> I was like, because yeah. I was like, Colby, let's do it. And he's like, I don't know, Dad, you know. And I'm like, let's do it. Come on. He's like, all right. And then we're going down it. And I was just like. So uh, you pushed him to do it? Yeah. Jeez. I pushed him. He, he's a little more uh, thoughtful about that stuff. <laughs> wow. So I guess I should give you an update on Math Academy. Oh, please. So there's. Uh, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh no! Um, so the good part is we raised. I think I don't know if I told you this in the last. One, we raised a hundred over one hundred twenty thousand from uh, one uh, patron. That's awesome. That will get us through all of next year and yeah. plus some. <clears throat> Not only just for instructors, but for you know all our other expenses. Um, and okay, just last week we uh, we. We're awarded a grant from from uh, panic attack. If I don't, you're having a panic attack. I'm going to. Why? I don't know. Because I fucking had too much coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we raised fifty thousand from uh, a local foundation. So wait. So one hundred and seventy. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's that's been good. Great. Yeah. Um, is that the good? That's the good. That's good. You know, we I gave a presentation to the uh, the board, the school board. Mm-hmm. And the school board is made up of seven people who've been elected. They're elected yeah. positions. And, you know, we'd been trying to get board members to come visit our class so that we could, um, you know, kind of win them over and make sure they really understood what we're doing. And 
and because uh, our, our the reason we're giving a presentation is we need to get the core the classes approved as sequenced courses so they can replace an, a, a, their normal math class mm -hmm. as opposed to being like a pullout or an elective. Yeah. And the reason you want that is if it's if it's not a pullout or, ele or an elective, um, I mean if it is a pullout or an elective, that means they're taking two math courses. You know, they're still taking grade level math even though right, which is a pain for them. Yeah, and that's a big deal. That's a big commitment. Yeah, and parents get kind of annoyed that like they have to do math, their normal math, they okay. for this stuff that's way below the level they're really operating at and stuff. Um, so that w that went really well. Um, they were. I was actually kind of concerned about it because I, I thought maybe a couple of the board members would wouldn't be that open to it. But um, one, it was funny. Like you know, it came out and, and Helen and uh, Nadir, who I work with, Helen's the director of curriculum. I'm sure she's just like, wow, that was great. They're just they just were, you know, like she's like, how do you feel? I'm like I don't know. Was that good? She's like, yeah, <laughs> it was great. Like they were because we were like not going to ask them to prove our courses. Uh, at that meeting, we're going to just kind of do a presentation and ask it a follow-up. But they were almost like, so is there anything you'd like us to approve kind of thing? Like huh. they were ready to, but we didn't. But it would seem crazy if they wouldn't because this is so advanced. Yeah, but there's always reasons that people yeah. aren't having, like what's the follow-through and what's the financial support and how do you make sure this happens and who, who what's the equity? Can kids, can you know, adult kids have access to, you know, there's a lot of things and who's going to teach it and how, I don't know, there's just a million things yeah. that you could, that you have to do to make sure that a program is successful and it's successful over the long term and that it's fair and people have access to it and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't have all that figured out and you don't have that funded and you don't have all these things in place, then, you know, there, there are reasons that people, those are reasons that people are going to, you know, take exception to it and, you know, say, Hey, look, you know, I like this, but if you can't sustain this over the next couple of years, then, this is not a good thing to do, right? What's going to, you know, or if, I don't well, you, 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 get the, you get the picture. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyway, they were really, uh, really receptive to it. So that went really well. That was another really good thing. Um, it's funny, I, I emailed a bunch of the parents and I said, hey, could, if, if we could have some um, parent testimonial, testimonials, I think that would go a long way to, you know, to convincing the board. And I just got like this huge number of like, long letters from these parents and how much it just changed their kids, you know, just changed our kids' lives and they just didn't like school and now it's all math academy and they're just, That's awesome. all these things. I mean, just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was just, you know, it was just, uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, how can there be any bad or ugly? I don't understand. So, the, the bad and the ugly, I guess, is that we just found out the day for yesterday that Ren, who's the mathematician we hired to teach us at yeah. for the classes. I teach one. I teach two. Sandy, Sandy was up until recently teaching one. Um, his he, he does not have a credential because you know to get a credential as a teacher is like you have to take like a year, year and a half of coursework and stuff like that. Um, but we had applied. The, the district had applied for an eminence credential that he was an eminent mathematician and as such that, you know, he would apply for this eminence credential and therefore wouldn't have to get a normal credential. It's kind of like if Steven Spielberg wanted to teach, yeah. you know, film at Beverly Hills High School or something like they could just. Yeah, of course, because he's Steven Spielberg, right. but he didn't go through college to be Steven right. Spielberg. So he gets, right. he qualifies uh, for yeah. eminence in his field. Yeah. So he, so Horan um, was initially denied and we sent an appeal and that was uh, denied. So now he's not credentialed. And so he can't, starting next week, he can't teach. So now we're scrambling to try to figure out what we're going to do. Ah. Which is really bad. So, 
you know, we're going to, you know, there's, do we, do we hire a teacher to be in the room with him? Just there is a credential teacher in there or do we have like someone so else? What, take it's it? just like a, any old credential? Like, well, well, it's a teaching credential. You have to, it's like a education, I don't know, whatever it's called, but every teacher in a public school in California and probably huh. in most states has to have. So it's like just a basic license problem, just essentially. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you a lot of fields are like this. You, it's not, it's not just having a degree in something. You actually have to get a, a credential, right? You know, um, so it's it's bureaucracy. Bureaucracy is just in the way here, and it's not really a good yeah. a good reason for it to be. Well, in the way. and you, you can understand why. It's like if you had like these underperforming schools, and you had these teachers that suck, and parents are complaining, like, why is this person teaching us math? He or she can't even do basic math and they don't have a credential. And then, oh my God, they don't have a credential. So when we make sure that way you cover it, say, look, everybody has to have credential in basic pedagogy and childhood it's development. Like passing the and, bar or something. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, minimum level of, of, of um, certified education in your field, right? So you see like, you know, in most cases that would seem fine. Not a big deal. You want to be a teacher, you have to take certain classes, you have to take test, certain tests to demonstrate that you understand things about teaching everything from classroom management to childhood development to why didn't he lesson. get eminent i don't know we don't know why i mean he you know he he has been published in all these international journals and invited to speak at international conferences and all stuff but i don't know what their criteria is you know i mean so it's probably to do with classroom management and things like no, it doesn't that have just, to do with that it doesn't have anything to do with it i don't like they for whatever however they set the bar at eminent he didn't meet it oh huh. maybe he wasn't considered world famous mathematician i mean maybe terence tower one of these guys could be an eminent but he wasn't considered eminent yeah, that's crazy so that was kind of a that was a real downer i you know we we're, were just driving back on you know from mammoth on friday and i got a text from helen and she's like yeah this is just heard so now we got to figure out what to happen what we're going to do like i i gotta i gotta talk to um talk to helen and find out if you know if we're gonna have somebody some some one of our district math teachers will just take over as a sub and then we'll teach his lessons. I mean, we only have two months left um, and he has all the lessons planned out. So hopefully... We're so you're thinking that you could, for example, have just someone with credentials in the room, but he's doing teaching? That might be one way. There might We might be able to get um, somebody who is a math credential teacher to, who's a good instructor to, to teach his lessons. But I, and then there's another idea of te teaching what they have called like a... Um, How are they going to learn? Because it's a, it's a, a specific style, right? Like well, it's, uh, they're, yeah, they're, up, I mean, they're up on the whiteboard all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk to them and say, look, this is how we, this is how we do it. And this is how, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, as long as you have somebody who's decent at their job and is open-minded and willing to say, look, this is how we do it. Could you please, you know, yeah. do it this way? You know, I, I think you should, you know, probably be okay. Um, it may not be optimal, mm. but it'll probably at least be okay. Um, so that was, so we got to figure out a way around this. We got to figure out how to get him a credential. One, one idea is they start like an internship credentialing program, which means that you could get a credential while you're working and you'd be supervised mm. by uh, like a district math coach. You know, oh, that, that makes sense. That's what I'm hoping we can do. Yeah. But we're not a large district. I mean, we talked initially about this a year, year over a year ago and um, with HR and they're like, well, we're, we don't have an internship program because we're a small district. Like larger district might have a program like this in place because of extra paperwork and, you know, HR Maybe they set it up just for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're, especially if we're going to hire um, multiple instructors over the next few years. Yeah. 
you know, and if you want to get top-notch, if you want to get people who have advanced, an advanced education in math, the chance that those people are going to have teacher credentials is pretty small. Yeah. And if you want to be able to pull on really good people, you, you also don't want to make it really difficult. Say, okay, we'll hire you, but you, get, so you have to spend the next year and a half taking classes at, you know, whatever. How high up does that university. go? Is that the school level, the state level, or the national level? State level. How hard is it to check, like, to amend that? Oh, like amend a law, and they do yeah. a lot? Probably pretty hard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the easiest route for us would probably be the uh, trying to set up an, inter an internship credentialing program. I don't know what's involved with that. I don't know if it's realistic or not, but... <laughs> that reminds me of, like, you know, in Digidoo, like, we, you know, we found ourselves having to make carts, you know, like, uh -huh. like we're supposed to just be making software, but we found we have to make power carts. You know, it's like you've got to do this tangential thing just to make the system work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's. I mean, the, the, the classes in general are working really well. The kids are, are enjoying on track, it. On on, yeah, like my sixth graders have learned all of Algebra 1, about half to two-thirds of Algebra 2, and half of Geometry already. Yeah. Those are just sixth graders. My seventh graders, I'm getting them ready to take the um, AP Calculus exam on May 9th. So they're going to go over to Muir High School and uh, take it with the high schoolers. Oh, of course, my kids are a little nervous about that. Like, oh, God, we're going to take it with high schoolers. You know? Yeah, but how are the high schoolers going to feel? Yeah, like, don't you, you should be a timid. They're going to be a timid. Yeah, they're going to they be will. like, oh, jeez. They're going to be like, oh, my God. 12 and 13-year-olds come marching in, you know? They're like, oh, my God. I thought I was smart. Like, I'm one of the smart. High school is like 17, right? 16, 18. So, oh, 18? Yeah, okay. So you have your, you know, you know by then it's about 18-year-olds, you know, with a bunch yeah. of 12 or 13-year-olds walking in. That would Jeez. be pretty shocking. <laughs> it's like when I was at university. So are they in the same hall? They'll be in the same room, yeah. Oh, wow. That's going to so, be hilarious. I mean, I'm going to go over there and meet them there in the morning and kind of give them a pep talk and just encourage them and make sure everybody gets registered and signed in. And it's like a three and a half hour exam. That is going to be crazy if they all pass that. If they do well yeah, at that, so, it's going to like it's going to blow everything up. I mean, surely you're going to get media coverage. Oh, about yeah, that. yeah. So the, the, the AP exam the exams they have in a variety of subjects are you get a grade of a one through a five so a five means very well qualified a four is well qualified three is qualified two is possibly qualified and one is no recommendation so a three is a you know a pass um i'm shooting for my kids to all get fives if they all get all get fours and fives i'll be really happy i mean a four is still really really good um if we get a spectrum from three to five, it'll still be great, but I'm, I'm obviously shooting higher than that. Um, so starting, we have about six weeks left. So starting next week, or starting tomorrow, we're going to start holding class and after-school sessions for two to three hours, both on Mondays and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a normal class, but then it's just, we're going to be banging away on, on everything because I want them I want them walking in and, and just killing this. So not only do we need to just really re review and, ma and and master all the things that, I don't think I completely nailed down, but part of it also is just like understanding how to take a test like this, mm -hmm. you know, cause I'll say, look, here are all these questions, you know, they're going to ask one of these. what, you know, you're going to get at least one of these or at least one of these. It's like, we get all those, you're done. Just look at, I want you to look at that. And it's like, it's like your multiplication tables. Like you just know it. You don't have to calculate mm -hmm. three times seven, you know, it's 21. Just like, you look at this, you're like, yep. Thank Except you. Colby thank doesn't, but <laughs> yes, <that's> like, <laughs> but you know, you, so you just want them to, to just look at it and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. 
I mean, because there will be parts of that are are they're always going to be challenging and be something they really haven't seen and they have to reason with their with their calculus knowledge to figure out. But it'll be interesting. It'll be. I mean, I'm I'm. It's going to be a lot of work over the next six weeks. But um, you're excited. I'm excited. And then, of course, on the 13th, May 13th, we have the all day competition at Caltech, mm. which is going to be for fifth or sixth, seventh grade. And and that's going to be like, you know, they're have like their qualifying rounds and their quarter and semifinals. And it'll be like all the kids will be up at the board. In front they, of the big auditorium. Is that by age or are they up against just other, is they up against 18 year olds? No, 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 no. They're just, the, this, this, it was just this within Math Academy. Okay. Got it. Fifth yeah. grade or sixth, you know. But I, I just want the kids an opportunity to kind of show off what they know. You know, I want to, you know. Can anyone go? Yeah. Yeah. No, she should definitely come. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the day, we'll have like all the championship rounds for the different grades. Mm -hmm. So the last hour, you show for like the last hour, hour and a half, it'll be like, you know, the finals for the sixth graders and the geometry problem solving or for the proofs or for the calculus integrals and things like that. Mm. So, I mean, I want to make it so that's sort of a press event and sort of like a, it kind of culminates into a big thing at the end. But it should be packed. It'd be three. It's a three hundred person auditorium. But I have a feeling we're gonna have that thing completely packed. That's awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited about it too. But right now, I'm just. I have so much to do with like just the software and getting, you know, all the curriculum ready for all. Because you know, all this calculus stuff. Like, there's still topics that we don't have completely finished up. And I'm like, guys, I need this done. I need this done because we're gonna cover that on. You know, we hit. We we're running out of time. We have to get all this stuff done. Um, oh, and then the other thing is. We have the um, the uh, we have a bunch of kids who want to get into the program who starting in sixth grade or starting in no starting in seventh grade, and but of course I, how do you start off you know in you know these kids are it's almost like doing pre starting in pre calculus as a seventh grader, yeah. but we have like a half dozen kids who want to give it a shot and so we're gonna create like a virtual on you know kind of an online you know try and bring them up to speed yeah so it's like i'm gonna we're gonna meet with the parents and the kids and say like we're gonna assign these will be your daily assignments this is what has to happen over the you know, this is where you need to be after this week and after this week and so that huh. coming into next year but it kind of misses the whiteboard stuff with them uh, being teams up at the whiteboard. yeah, yeah. Which i mean is yeah big... i mean that makes it fun but you know yeah they, they missed a year of it so they're gonna have to do it on their own and yeah. if they start now then maybe by the end of the summer if they're motivated if they're really if they're entirely talented at math and they're really into it, then they could probably do it. Now, when you say virtual, is it like completely non-contact hours kind of thing? They're just using the software, or is there someone on the other side that they're yeah, talking no, to? Yeah, no, they would just watch videos, read the text, like, yeah. do the questions. Now, we might, we might do is, I mean, we like do like a tutorial session once a week. Maybe I would have them meet and go over, answer questions and just in case. So you'll be making the videos? Maybe I would do it. Well, no, what I do is I just link the videos on the web because you look up any math type problem and you'll find 15 videos of people explaining here's how you complete the square you know and the, from the three minute version to the 30 minute version but it's to, still it still isn't your way of teaching it which yeah. i'm wondering i wonder if that's what the pace is the pace is you being with well, them, part it, no, well, no, them. It, it depends i mean there are things that i do in class but the the things that really i think are the most important are you know we go fast we cover um we do a lot of problems um, we, we, you know, you don't, you don't cover things in units so much as like you'll cover, like I wouldn't cover a lot of topics that are very similar, right? In, right. In a row. Usually I usually try and kind of intersperse them with other topics. So you don't kind of have this sort of cognitive, you know, interference. You're like, Oh, you know, if you learn three words that are all kind of similar, you can, yeah, yeah, always, yeah. That's a good way of putting you, it. Yeah. You kind of, and then, and, and then if you build, you, you learn something, you want to, you want to, after a certain amount of time, want to learn the next thing that kind of 
requires that as a prerequisite because it kind of locks it in place. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I was like, well, how do I do this? Well, I know this has to work this way because the other things work this way and it depends on, it, you know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's just kind of. So you can do that in the virtual course. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of like how you create the assignments and. And will you have the same, it'll be your system, your, your yeah. platform. Yeah. And they'll have their quest. Yes. Yeah, so so it'll have the kind of space repetition question kind of concepts and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff Got already it, built yeah. in. So, okay. but you know, we have, we, we have to kind of be the parents and say, listen, you know, and it's the kids the, and say, look, if you're going to do it, you have to do it. You got to stay tough. on it and yeah. it's going to be tough, but if you want to yeah. do it, just, but if it's just kind of like, all you have to do is do the assignments each day. And if you do that, you should be able to get there. And then if we do like a, like I said, like a TA session kind of thing, once a you know, week or whatever that to answer any questions or things that we get stuck on because there's always something you just get stuck on and um you don't want people like you don't want them falling out off the program or falling out of the program because they just they couldn't get past one thing they never could figure it out mm-hmm. you know. so that's it that's the math academy right now so sounds great so a lot of things are going well it's just a matter of now we got to figure out what we're going to do about this credential sucks about the credential yeah that sucks but the rest of it sounds amazing the fundraising super cool yeah the uh Oh, and there's a guy, and I, I think I told you there's a, originally there was a guy who wanted a documentary. Yeah. About, and he, he eventually decided not to because it just, he financially just couldn't afford to take a flyer on something like this. But when I was giving a talk, I gave the presentation to the board, their guy who happened, he and his wife happened to be in the audience. And he's a, he teaches film at USC and he's turned to his wife. He said a few months into the, you know, my presentation, he's like, this is a documentary. And so he came up to me afterwards and he and his wife were like, you know. This is a different guy? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is yeah. a guy that said he teaches at USC. So he's done a bunch. He's done right. some stuff that's gone to Sundance and has right. been so, successful. So, so you've got a second documentary offer. That, yeah. So he's he's come to see some classes and um, is really interested. So, because um, I, I, you know. So they'll definitely be doing that day that uh, is going to be the oh, all day. Oh, sure it would be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, in the, I got to I got to contact him again but the uh, uh was it adolfo Go- guzman lopez he's a, a npr reporter you may have the name right if you watch it listen to npr you probably heard him anyway he um he contacted me about doing a story on us so that would be kind of neat we might awesome. get some npr action yeah that's very cool well it's it's a story that it's naturally PRs itself yeah yeah i mean it's just very interesting so yeah so that's it man it's it's like a startup you know, it's like it a is whole a startup, big thing. It dude. is a startup. I mean, and then of course, I, I you know, the software itself, I want to become a commercial product yeah. starting uh, in September of next year. Okay. So hopefully that will become a thing, you know, kind of, that'll be sort of separate from Math Academy. Math Academy will be a nonprofit, mm-hmm. but this will be a commercial product and I'll just, you know, get a free license of, you know, you know, you know, perpetual free license to let Math Academy, mm-hmm. you know, to use it. But I think I put a lot of time money into this and I think this could be a, you know, a product that could that could work so all right so let's uh what time is it we've been doing this for like two uh, hours. like two hours yeah yeah i think that's good for that's good for two months yeah so we'll see us again in like what june well that's <laughs> what i was going to say with the new office once i moved into the new office then it's not going to be very far for you to travel and i think we could move to a bi-weekly schedule right because you'd be, you'd be more into doing that like you prefer doing the shows when we're just in some random place right don't you no. Well, you used to because of the AC here. I'm fine with this. Are oh, you fine here? I'm okay. fine, yeah. But uh, I, think the off- I think that office, will we'll try that as well. We'll see, we'll okay. see how, it, how it makes you feel. Right. And um, if it's all good. All right. But let's try and go back to bye-bye weekly. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye weekly. Got it. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, that's a wrap. We're out. <laughs>